we can be grateful for the money we have and want more. One does not detract from the other. Hello and welcome to another episode of Real You Real Money. I am really, really looking forward to sharing today's topic with you. This is something that has come out of discussions with clients and just my own observations of my own feelings, my clients' feelings about things. And it's certainly something that I used to. So first of all, let me tell you what I'm going to talk about. I want to talk about righteous frustration. Now, for a long time, For me in my business, I felt really bad about how impatient I was being. I perceived the experience I was having as impatience. And I was like, why can't I just be grateful for where I am? Why do I so desperately need to go faster? You know, all of those things. Like I felt bad that I wasn't zen enough about the whole experience. And I thought that if I could access more patience, that would make me a better person and it would get me to where I wanted to go faster. And then I had a discussion with my coach at the time and I can't remember her exact words, but she was like, of course you feel impatient. Of course you do. Like you were meant for a certain experience on in this world, in your business, in your life. And right now, you're not there. Like, of course, that feels frustrating. And it was just the most gorgeous moment of relief. And it alleviated lots of shame for me. So where I had been, and and these things happen so sneakily, don't they? Where I had been blaming myself. It's because I'm not patient enough that I'm not making the money I want to. It's because I'm not patient enough that my business isn't where I want it to be, that I'm not getting the opportunities I want to, that I'm not in a certain space. It's because I'm not grateful enough. You know, all these ways that these sticks that we beat ourselves with. When it became, huh, actually my frustration in this moment makes sense which as you know, if you've been in my world for a minute, is so much of what my work is about. And I think what most good coaching is about is removing that shame, because when we look at our feelings in context, context of our own experience and context of our experience of the world, our feelings make sense, our experience makes sense. And so this phrase, righteous frustration, was born. And I started to see it in clients as well, where they would come and be like, I know I should feel okay with where I'm at, or I know I should be grateful for what I've already got, but I'm frustrated and I feel bad that I'm frustrated. And so we started to call it righteous frustration. And like I said, it's sometimes mistaken for impatience. But righteous frustration is knowing you are meant for a certain space whilst recognizing that you're also not there yet. It's very much holding this duality of this is what I want. This is where I am. It actually has absolutely fuck all to do with how grateful you are. An example that I've used throughout my time being a business coach, a money coach, is if somebody lived in a one bedroom flat 
and they wanted to live in a bigger place, a big in a bigger flat or a bigger house or apartment, if you're that way inclined. Um, would you say to them, oh, why aren't you just grateful for what you've got? Or if they lived in like what we would call in the UK, I don't know if it's called this everywhere, a bed sit, which is like a house without a bedroom, even a studio apartment, I guess it's called. We would call that a bed sit. Like, would they would you be like, oh, just be grateful for what you've got? Or would you be like, of course you want a bigger space? Of course you do. You know, that's for comfort and for ease and for socializing for all these different reasons. For that person, they were made for a bigger space. Some people, by the way, would be made for that studio apartment. But some people, not so much. And so would you say to them, gosh, you should just be grateful for what you've got. Or could we appreciate that they are grateful for the roof over their heads? They're grateful for the space they've got and they would like more. Would we absolutely accept that as a, of course, that's true for them. The same is true in money and business. We can be grateful for the money we have and want more. One does not detract from the other. So like I said, righteous frustration is knowing you are meant for a certain space, but recognizing you are not there yet. And while it is a totally valid feeling, it's not something you need to feel shame about, it's not wrong. There are some dangers of that experience. And there's some positives, by the way, I'm gonna get to the positives as well. But there's also some dangers. And the first one is really obvious, but it can be really frustrating. It can be really like a lot of our energy can go into where we are not and not into where we are going. We can find ourselves falling into victim mode. We can find ourselves feeling like we are a victim of this situation. See, these things never happen for me. People like me just while and and listen to this contradiction, right? That belief that we know we are made for something else whilst also believing that that space can't happen for people like us. Have you experienced that? I am knowing, sometimes quite deep into your bones, but like knowing it, I am meant to be this kind of person in this kind of arena. Maybe it's on stages, maybe it's writing books, maybe it's earning certain amounts, maybe it's a certain kind of like level of serving people, certain numbers coming into your work, whatever it is your work being in certain spaces knowing like you might doubt it at times but there's a knowledge there that that's what's for you and also in the very same moment finding yourself believing that it's not possible for people like you like this is a phrase that I say often but your desires cannot be bigger than you because they are you what you want what you're meant for cannot be bigger than you because they are you. And let's look at, getting ranty, but let's look at why more people, socially conditioned as women, believe that certain spaces aren't for them than those socially conditioned as men. Now, if we look at it purely factually, it doesn't make sense that the universe would have some kind of gender bias towards these spaces being available to people with penises, but not the people with vaginas. That doesn't make any sense. 
similarly it doesn't make any sense that those spaces are more available and I mean like I'm not saying this isn't what we experience I'm saying like factually truthfully if we cut all the bullshit it doesn't make sense that those who vie with the body they were bought like born into or that was assigned to them at birth that spaces are more available to them than people who do- it doesn't like what why 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 would that make sense it doesn't unless we put societal constructs on it unless we put conditioning onto it and so when we we've got to be so careful when within our frustration it starts to become oh that's because that's not available to people like me now let me just say are we going to have to fight harder yes we are are we going to have to do more work unraveling our conditioning deconstructing what we've been told yes we are are we possibly going to need more coaching and therapy than other people in that regard mm-hmm. possibly more medication even is that fair nope is it also re- the reality of where we are because of the historical ways and present ways that all of this stuff has been messed with absolutely is that frustrating in itself it's maddening <laughs> it's maddening and it is and so when we find ourselves going into that victim place of, oh, I can't, people like me don't get to do this, it's not possible for me, I just want to invite you to love on that part of yourself who is expressing hurt from like wounds of this society, of the, the, the culture around us, the conformity culture, that the society around us, that the systems have given us, that is a wound from that. Again, not your fault when you go into that place, but it is your responsibility to come at it from a different angle. To know that you cannot be put into a corner by those people. They don't, they don't have that power. So the dangers of righteous frustration are it can put us in a victim-y place it can put us in that space of like oh this never happens for me it's not possible for me I can't do it people like me don't get these opportunities I implore you I implore myself as I'm saying this to seek out the people who are showing you that you can to surround yourself with those people to invest in being in rooms with those people, to contact them and ask if they wanna be in WhatsApp groups with you, if they want to join your Facebook group, if they wanna do whatever, invite them on your podcast, like work out ways to connect with them because they are showing you how, and I'm skipping ahead a little bit, very typical of me, but, that frustration you feel is fuel. It is fuel. And those people are the people building the roads for you to journey along in this stuff. So yeah, victim stuff can come up. Blaming yourself. And we've kind of covered that. Questioning your worth, right? Like maybe this isn't happening for me because I'm not worth this. I'm not good enough for this. And the really interesting thing with this, I think, is so for me, I my kind of next goal is half a million. I said that so boldly. That was that was I want to take a moment for that. 
because that was just a proper like it's just half a million I've been kidding myself for a while that it was 400 grand and kind of dancing between the two and the way I just owned it, it was 500 interesting interesting I'm going to take a moment for myself in that <laughs> but what we can do is we can start to say maybe I'm not worth that maybe my work isn't worth that maybe that's not possible for somebody like me who like so some of the things I would struggle with is like consistency and is essentially what I'm increasingly learning is neurodivergence it's ADHD and possibly some sprinkling of other things that I'm still figuring out but this the way that that has played through in my life means that it is easy for me that my and in fact this is neurological pathway stuff because the story I have had in my brain for the majority of my 40 years it's only in the last six seven years I believed this was possible for me for 34 years before that I did not and so the grooves in my brain and I always think of neurological pathways as grooves in your brain like the place that your subconscious brain wants to fall into because they're well-worn patterns is that I can't is that I'm not good enough And so I need to work hard in terms of building those stories that say I can. But my brain, and it's it's interesting to me because I leapt into the like 100 grand plus space with, and it snuck past my brain because I didn't know what I was doing. can learn lessons from me on this I can learn lessons from past me on this it just happened and I didn't have time to get in my head about it I was selling things they were selling at a certain level a level I've maintained for six years a little bit up and down but mostly maintained never going under that 100 grand so like it's so interesting that once my brain gets more involved, once I'm, a, I'm, a, it's a more kind of like present part of the decision making. How the very stories that kept me from even starting a business in the first place are also telling me five hundred grand is not possible for you, Ray. And so what I'm doing is hanging out with those thoughts, listening to a point, to a point. Today, I'll be honest, part of I have, I'm kind of writing this episode for me as well as you. Like I was feeling some righteous frustration. And I needed to hear what I'm saying to all of you as much as you need to hear it. Because, and I say that partly, and this is what today's episode nearly was, partly because we need to start tearing down the power structures that uphold so much of this money-making stuff, where we have coaches and mentors and just general business people tell us afterwards what they did. Let me tell you, afterwards, and I've just done an example of that with getting to six figures. If I had been sharing that journey explicitly with people back then, the gold in there would have been even more Goldy, (laughs) even more golden, more solid, because I was in it. And so, partly, I want you all to know this stuff because I want you to know that 
as people are growing their businesses, they're feeding that righteous frustration too. They're feeling that, mm, I want to be there. Does that mean that they don't go, hang on a minute, also be grateful for where you are right now. Also, you know, it's okay for it to take time. Also this, also that, of course. But I tell you what they're mostly doing. A lot of them are working on their feelings of shame around very, very human feelings they have, and they're inviting them in. And this is where, and I already skipped to this, the positives of righteous frustration come in because that shit is fuel. If you can see it for what it really is, if you can truly understand and appreciate your frustration is evidence of what you were placed on this earth for. You are not wrong. Your frustration is not proof that you are wrong, even though the way it tickles that victim space in your subconscious or in your conscious, even though the way it tickles that makes you think that you are. Actually, it's evidence that there is something strong inside you that's like, "Mm, damn, this is what I'm meant for. And I'm recording this the day after the Oscars when, and I'm worried about butchering his name, but Ki, Ki Hui Kwan, I think is how you say his name, who was the person that was in the Goonies and in Indiana Jones when he was a kid. And he's had this beautiful resurgence. And last night, I think he won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. And he went away from Hollywood because he just couldn't find the parts for Asian actors. And it wasn't till he saw, oh my God, what's the film called? Crazy Rich Asians. that He was like, "Mm, I think something's changed. And in his speech last night, he referenced his wife, who, by the way, is beautiful. He referenced that his wife had always said to him, I'm trying to remember the exact thing, but it was like, your time will come. So he'd gone off and he'd done all sorts of other jobs. I think some in the film industry, but he was no longer acting. And she kept saying, but it was still his dream. And she kept saying to him, your time will come, your time will come. And I really like heard that and was like, like it landed with me because it was that righteous frustration that brought him back. So that when he saw Crazy Rich Asians, he was like, let me just see, let me just see what can happen for me. So if you can remove or release the shame around the fact that you have this frustration and instead see that it's evidence that you are meant for what you believe you're meant for, that that inkling you have inside, that feeling you have inside is something to be listened to and loved on and appreciated rather than shamed and shoved down and told that it's stupid. Then that frustration, that righteous frustration can be used as the fuel it was meant to be. I often say to clients, when they say to me that they are frustrated or they are bored with themselves, we're onto a good one. Something's about to shift. And that is so exciting to me as a coach. It's exciting to me, like, as the day progressed today, and I thought, you know what? You are frustrated and bored with yourself. This is good, Ray. Feels like shit, by the way. Feels like shit. It's not me saying I sit here going, ooh, I love these feelings. I don't. I don't love them at all. But that doesn't mean 
they are not some righteous fuel. And while your feelings might be indicating to you that you're trapped, you're not trapped. You just feel trapped. Frustrate, the definition of frustration is a feeling of being upset or annoyed as a result of being unable to change or achieve something. So that feeling is like, I can't do this. But the next point where you want to go from I can't to the, the next point is I want to go you to go to, hang on, can't I? How could I? What if I tried this? Because it simply doesn't exist to my mind in the business space. It doesn't exist that you can't do it. You just haven't found the angle yet. You haven't found, you know, it might involve an almighty pivot. But what I'm talking about here, and I think we need to be open to all the different ways it might look. So if your goal is to make a certain amount of money, if your goal is to be seen by a certain amount of people, to be on stages, it could be, it could be that your business the way it is maybe it needs some changes maybe there is a different niche that you want to go into like you know when I first was doing this coaching stuff I didn't know at all that I wanted to be a money coach and then for a while I did know I wanted to be a money coach and I didn't want to do it because as I've said many times my belief was and still slightly is that money coaches are the worst of the coaches. So I was like, oh, I don't want to do it that way. But I had no idea that it meant niching into money. And I also remember feeling like in the early days of deciding to, to, to take that leap, or at least very, very seriously considering it, being like, but have I made enough money to be a money coach? And then also knowing that in a very meta way, I was only ever going to make the money as a money coach because that was my space. And a big part of what I teach and what I absolutely believe is that, you know, we make money in our space. That, that's where we make the easiest, most sustainable money is when we are acting in our strengths, in our zones of genius, in the spaces that fit us. And that's so much of what Real You Real Money is about, is really looking at like, how can we hone in on? How can we um, turn up the volume, turn up the contrast on the parts of you that are really going to allow your business to flow and soar and thrive? So, yes, like I was saying, that idea that we are trapped, while it might involve some changes to get out of that, often what it looks like to me, like when I look at my business, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think there's a big pivot subject wise. I think money is absolutely my space. I feel very confident in saying that. But when I look at me or for other clients, often I think it's in the level in which we're showing up. You know, we might feel trapped like I can't do that. I can't. I'm doing everything. I can't do more. Why is it not happening? But let's remember, we're not conditioned to do so many of the things that people conditioned as men will do with ease. I was talking in plenty this morning as I'm, I'm recording this on a Monday and on a Monday morning, I do a pep talk in there, like a half an hour live video every week. And I was talking in there about selling every day and why we have so many feelings about selling every day and not so much about the energy of it. Although I did talk about that in the, 
in there as well but I was meaning more like it's it's not often that people go oh Ray that just sounds like a lot of effort they normally go people will be bored of me they'll think this basically what they're saying is I'll take up too much space but those are the very things that are why we are not in the spaces we want to be because we're not asking for them brazenly confidently courageously we're not asking for them we're expecting them to come to us because that's what we've been conditioned we've been conditioned to believe that these things will be handed to us or they're not ours that somebody else will tell us what we want that somebody else will provide for us and that's not it so use that frustration that boredom and that anger and let it propel you into the spaces that you have been avoiding because that's what it's there for all the time you put all your effort into shaming the feeling into trying to feel a different way rather than just accepting that that's how you feel that frustration is just another word for your ambition boiling away so let it do its job let it take you to the places it wants to take you to and then tell me all about it (laughs) and if you're wanting to explore working with me in real you real money then absolutely pop to the link in the show notes and join the waitlist because the details are coming out very very soon and this is exactly the sort of stuff that we're going to be exploring if you're feeling righteously frustrated it's definitely the space for you All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. I'll speak to you soon.